Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 238. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hi there. Wow, sorry, I had like choked down a burp without like burping to the microphone. That's right. Like think... as soon as you clicked the, the play <laughs> button, I was like, oh no, oh no, no. I think it was 236 where I just completely got tongue-tied anyway, so we're our batting average, if we had one, would be pretty low. Yeah, so. we're not doing great. Well, to be fair, like you had... COVID, and yeah, then, had like, COVID we had the week. holidays and everything, so we had, like, a lot of not being able to, like, actually do this, so we're a little out of practice. And I keep hearing from, you know, other friends that have had it, um, COVID, that is, and they're like, dude, COVID brain's a real thing. Like, you, you get just no, kind of foggy you, for you, a while You afterwards. literally don't have enough air going into your body, so yeah, mm. that would that would probably be it. You can't Delicious. Think. At least I have beer that's got plenty of it's air It's like you're it. being deprived of oxygen. Oh, no. Please don't vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Everyone that gets it. Well, no. I, I really didn't have breathing issues, thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, go get go get stabbed if you haven't already. So, uh, before we dig into topics, uh, let's actually do beer first. I, yes. I picked these up. Are, these are the beers that uh, Scott dropped off. Yep. I didn't even know we had any extra left. So, we're uh, drinking Super Deluxe Tall's Boy from Modest. Yes. Th- these are fantastic. I do have to say, my one-year anniversary of my first shot is coming up. Mine is, too. I can't believe it. Yeah. That's hard. I mean, the years have just been a fake blur at this point, so whatever. But uh, anyway, Mm, back to the Supra. It's really good. The first time you take a sip of it, you get like a little bit of a dry hop, but then it just gets so smooth and creamy. No, it's a great beer. Well, I mean, it's a a, uh, modest, so of course it's a great beer. Indeed. Uh, I I saw it at the uh, liquor store once. I go, Ryan... It's modest, and it's Supra. It has the word Supra on it. It's quite good. Mint. All right, patreon.com. I have to talk about this real quick before we dig into topic numero uno. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. On this super custom page that isn't actually that customized, you'll find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Uh, Buy us a beer. You can do it in person. You can do it there. Uh, just helps pay hosting costs and keep us recording. So, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Yes. You know what? Nobody likes a lot of things. The Toyota CHR. Oh, God. Is that that weird crossover thing? That That's that like crossover. Yeah, and it's front wheel drive only. Mm. Oh. oh, really? Yeah, they do not offer all wheel drive on that. You can't even vehicle. get a hybrid? Nope. You can only get that front wheel drive. That's that is not really offered. Dumb. It was literally designed. To not even be able to have a rear differential possible to... You'd have to completely redesign the rear suspension and the floor pan. But it just looks like a juke. Why? Yeah, I know. Because it was designed by committee for millennials. (laughs) Shockingly. Because all the millennials love the Nissan juke. Oh, yeah. With that really great CVT and those weird headlights that got copied by the Cherokee. So, um... (laughs) <laughs> this list also lists some other vehicles that are very di- don't scroll down that are also very <laughs> disliked by people. Okay. Um, we'll start with this one since we obviously know this is this from the headline is the most unsatisfying car available in the United States right now per consumer reports. Oh, interesting. What percentage of buyers do you think are satisfied with this car? Uh, so people 2%. that have purchased a CHR brand new that have been surveyed by consumer reports, what percentage of that population are yes. satisfied? 38%. No, worse. This is more disliked than Donald Trump. Oh my. Keep going down. 21%. Not quite that bad. 29 hmm. Which is horrible. Um, <laughs> really did you want to take like 
three guesses on other vehicles that are on this top ten list? Uh, the Jeep Compass? Yes, that is on there. Do you want to guess what its score is? 35? It did a lot better than oh, that, okay. to be fair. <laughs> it is below 50, though. Okay, 45. 46. You're okay. almost on the nuts. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. And they said this one more. The, the, we'll go through all 10 of them, but just take one more guess. That's something that you would expect to be on here. The Eclipse Cross. No. Huh. Because nobody bought that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the one person didn't respond to the survey. The, the one person was like, yeah, this is great. Like, it's the only car you get approved for. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah, I only, own a car. It's like, the only in-stock CUV that had 80-month finance. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled because I have a vehicle. I've got a credit score of two. <laughs> um, oh, God. So an the 10th car. car on the list is a Kia Forte, which I'm... <laughs> Today learned is still in existence. I oh. honestly Wait, forgot. Wait, like Julie's key? No, Kia the Forte? smaller one. Oh. The actual, which to be fair, a manual Kia Forte SX mm-hmm. is a fun car. I like, should know somebody great. that has one. They're not bad. If you like, the, a Kia Forte is capable of being good, but it's like having like a good Kia Forte is like having a good Cavalier. Oh, uh, like as a Cavalier Z24 is an objectively good car, but you still like there's, I don't know, like you still like you're getting mid pack for like what the best option is, but you're still paying as much as a, the one you really want. Like the a Kia Forte SX costs as much as a Corolla. Um, what's the Corolla the manual the one that's not quite a GR? Um, I think they're just. Oh, what do they call it? It's not an XRS uh, anymore. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's a. I think it's like that. The, uh, whatever the XRS. I think or, they just call it an S now, or some crap like that. It's, it's something. But yeah, um, I'll look it up on this browser. You can get that Corolla, or you can get like a Civic Si for the same price as a Kia Forte SX. It both of those are better than a Kia Forte SX. Yeah, the problem with that, like you say, is like by the time it's like it's like getting a Strix thirty sixty one that will buy you a tough thirty sixty Ti for the same money. Exactly, it's, it's literally like, that. well, it's great, but like you you were just you, blowing you, money away yeah, with you're, an you're inferior way, product. You're getting a worse vehicle for like it doesn't do anything better. Like <sighs> unless you specifically want like as many airbags as possible. Like that's the only thing. XSE. XSE. That one. Yeah. The XSE. So you can get Corolla XSE or a Forte SX. And I was like, I'm going to get the Corolla, the Corolla SXE because it's so way good. better. It's so much Such better. Such a good car. Like, uh, it's, not, it's not like GR or MN good or whatever, but like, it's man. I no, recommend it, them all the time. It's like a Civic SI, yeah. It's not quite a Type R, but it's like, it's that sweet spot. Can um, I scroll down on this now? Yes. Okay. Um, That got <laughs> a percentage of 47%. Fort, Fortnite is at the top of the list. Yes. So it gets worse from here. Um, oh, the Cadillac XT4. Now, that's the SRX, right? No. The Cadillac XT4 is their small crossover. Ew. So it's like an... It's not... The SRX... Is it smaller than the SRX? What XRS is... Um, SRX. That that's the one size up. That's the from, Equinox one. So this is yeah. based on something smaller. This is based off, I think, the tracks, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Gross. Like not like the tracks, but I think it still has like it's wow. like about that same size. Is that what same pl- made that? Yeah, it's like there's small uh, crossover. Is what? that what Lisa had? No, she had the one that Eric mentioned, okay. which okay. is also terrible. But oh yeah, yeah she uh, got they're a all second bad. Second one, and I was like, why? That one was. People love those. It's like the first chance. That makes sense for Lisa. 
Like, it does because make... she's an old black lady. That's exactly yeah. what that car is made for. Is yeah. for like old black ladies. Like it is a perfect well, is car. This funny. It's a. It, that's the car you drive around in your Sunday best to go to church. Yeah. And that's the only existence it's that car has. It's just really funny because I know her son and her husband picked it out, and her son drives like a really nice Toyota. I don't. I didn't see it enough. Yeah, be, and, but like so that makes sense. It was just though. like really funny that I, like all. Her sons like have nice Japanese cars, and they put her in a Cadillac. And I'm like, well, that that kind of makes sense because like for my mother, like if I had like unlimited money to pick out a car for my mother, I would probably get her a CX30. Like I get her, I get her like a fully loaded CX30. That'd be a perfect car for my mom. Um, whereas like my dad, I would get him. He just because his brain is worse than hers. He needs a manual so he can like consciously think Not about things go over stop signs um no i didn't stop him but um <laughs> yeah it, it, that's like a perfect car for lisa but like it's such a niche market so I, I think like if you're like a boomer that goes to church on a regular basis yeah that's a perfect vehicle if you were anybody other than that specific demographic is an awful awful vehicle uh and again there's a better option offered by quite literally anybody for anybody else <laughs> other than that one specific person um this next one actually shocked me. The Jeep Renegade. I think that's just because it has a new powertrain. <clears throat> I also think that it's also because it says Jeep on it. And it's a seven-year-old model at this yeah. point. But I'm not too concerned about the model because the Mirage is much older than that. True. And the Mirage is still selling like hotcakes. I, I do wonder if it is that new 1.3 liter powertrain because that, like, that, that's brand new. Well, I think this is my thing. I think it says Jeep on it, and people get into it thinking, oh, it's going to be a Compass, or it's going to be a Liberty. And then they get, like, a Fiat. And it's actually a perfectly reasonable car. It just has the wrong name on it. I think that's what it is. I really think that the Renegade, if that was, like, the Fiat... um, One second. Well, it is a 500X underneath. Translate... Are you translating Renegade, Renegade into Italian? <laughs> to Italian. <laughs> this is fascinating, dead air. Okay, now it just says D. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right, so Renegata. There we go. It was the Fiat Renegata instead of the Jeep Renegade. It'd be a way better vehicle, I think. But that it's entirely because it says Jeep on it. That's why people are mad. So 46% of people enjoyed it. There's 46% of the owners that are correct. Uh, the rest of them are wrong, I guess. But that kind of goes to Jeep ownership because, I mean, these are all people that covet, like, a four-door Wrangler. So they really aren't people with taste. Speaking of such, Jeep Compass is next. 46% ownership. Again, that enjoys it. Um, that one's probably well-earned, because I don't think there's anything good about the Compass. I forgot it existed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is another Stellantis platform, so maybe it's got the same issues as the Renegade, except it doesn't look good. Yeah, it no, looks off. No, and, like, honestly, the Renegade... It, the other thing is, like... So you mentioned, like, it was a seven-year-old platform. With, yeah. like, trucks, you can, like, age a platform. Like, they get better with age. Like, they will... The longer a truck is in, like, production, the more it will sell. I think trucks, like... They kind of peak around, like, seven to ten years is when people, like, like them the most. Because then you start seeing, like, people start modifying them and doing cool things like off-roading them. Because, like, nobody's going to off-road a brand new truck. But, like, it wasn't until, like, recently that people started, like, doing cool things with elements. And that was, like, when it's, like, those were models that were about ten years, ten to fifteen years old when they started doing cool things. But 
by that point, the album had never been discontinued. I just think that after about seven years, they do start to get cool. Um, the compass will never be cool because it's just it is. It looks a, like you bought a base model Cherokee. I, I, can't, yeah. I honestly can you bring a photo of it? I can't think of what the 2021 compass looks like. It looks like a Cherokee that you put in a copy machine at 90%. Like, it's so hard to tell oh, apart. Oh, Sydney okay. has one of those. Okay, that looks more like a Cherokee than the Cherokee looks like a Cherokee. Correct. This actually it has a better front end than the Cherokee. You found the smallest fucking thing. I always do. doesn't matter. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is in the, Sydney had this car, and wow. that fits her really well. Yeah, it makes sense, actually. Yeah. It is. This Sid- is... Sydney uh, was a cheerleader uh, for the Vikings, so... She is. That yep. makes sense. That does make sense. That tracks for that vehicle. That but is who worry, should buy that I've car. Convinced her because it's had some expensive repairs, and I go shocking. Hmm, maybe you should get a Japanese SUV. And she's like, hmm, maybe. Yeah, she's gonna end up getting a Infiniti QX50, which incidentally is also number six on our list. Now these names mean absolutely nothing to me no. at this point. This so is a, this is the FX. I don't know. It's it's a crossover. I know that the X's mean that I'm not interested. I'm pretty sure this is the FX. I just imagine like having a car company and saying we're gonna have all of our cars have the same name and yeah. then expecting anybody to want to buy it. I have no idea. And this is the other problem is if let's say like I don't know if the QX30 is a good vehicle, but now I I know the QX50 is bad. Mm-hmm. So if one is a bad car, it makes everything look bad. They all have the same name. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was so confusing. I people will just say car letters and numbers at me, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you? I don't know what you're talking about. A Lincoln about. MK Infinity QX. I was actually about to bring up Lincoln because in the late '70s, all of their vehicles were called Lincoln Continentals. Uh, is that just like the different mark that differentiated them? No, it was Lincoln, and then all three of their models were Continentals. They had a Continental. The Lincoln Continental, Mark. Then the Lincoln Continental Town Car. And Lincoln Continental Versailles. <laughs> and the Town Car Coupe, actually. There's four models. But they were all Lincoln Continental, then the name. And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, they previously had... Or, sorry, they had the Versailles previously. And then they got rid of the Versailles. And all that was left were vehicles that were called the Continental. It's just bananas to me. And, of course, like, one of them sold poorly and took down all of them together. So it's the exact same thing is happening with Infinity. And I don't know what to think about the QX50 because I don't know which one it is. Um, Another bad Nissan. Actually, Nissan dominates this list more than anybody else. uh, Is the Nissan Rogue Sport. Um, Which, the Nissan Rogue is bad. And then I can't imagine what a Rogue Sport does. I imagine it's like a sway bar maybe in the front. Nissan Rogue Sport. Oh, no, that's probably the new body style, too. These things are just vanilla on vanilla. I'm really curious what makes, what differentiates a Rogue Sport from a Rogue. Well, if it's anything like the Sentra Sport, it was just like they put some Nismo badges on it. And then they offered a manual... Actually, so the Centro and Nismo did have a turbocharged engine yeah. with a little bit higher boost and a manual transmission mm-hmm. and absolutely no no other supporting anything, which made it just bad. It wasn't any good at all. That car reminds me a lot of the 2000 Galant GTZ, where all they did was mm-hmm. put a yeah. manual in it and put a spoiler on it and some different wheels. It yeah, had and no that, supporting mods. Yeah, and that, that's your race car. And mm-hmm. 
I Manuals still... are great, but a manual makes a sport car. It does not. Okay, so the Rogue Sport is different from the Rogue. <laughs> is it actually like a different model? Completely different model. So it's a smaller? It's $2,000 cheaper. You know what they should call the Compass? Huh. The Cherokee Sport. Mm, yeah. I think that the Cherokee Sport is actually called the Cherokee Sport. Oh. So and, it's, it's and a trim level there? It's not a no different idea. model? I, I don't know. But <laughs> That's like calling a QX5 a QX7 Sport. I, I just... think they just roll die, and then it comes up with names <laughs> they've used in the past. It's a bingo ball popper. Yeah, yeah that's <clears throat> just... It's not good. It, it's basically a rogue, but with, like, worse space. It's a worse rogue, which, which is, is hard ma- to say. It's really shocking that that can exist, that combination of words. Um, uh, also, unsh- also shockingly, is there's a third Nissan on this list, the Infiniti Q50, uh, which, oh, also, I should say. That's the G37. Uh, the sure. uh, QX50 got 46% approval, and the Rogue Sport got 42%. So nobody likes Rogue Sport. And the Q50 has 40%. Um, like, ownership, like, positive experience. And, uh, yeah, I can see why, because talking about a vehicle hasn't been, like, updated. I don't know. Maybe they did. I can't tell. I'm, that's got to be a G37 with the VR30 in it and then some meltier bumpers put on it. Yeah. It's, also, it's, no manual anymore. It just There you go. Generic. So that's why. It, it's You're right. It is generic. It, I can't tell you a single thing about the Q50. <laughs> because, again, Infinity, they don't have names anymore. I they're all just the same vehicle, I assume. They also roll dice, but they're just new miracle dice. So the next two vehicles are completely unsurprising to anyone. Uh, oh, yeah. 37% is the Chevy Trax, which and I assume also the, whatever the Buick version is. Uh, the Encore, I think? No, the one that Tammy has. She's got the Buick version. Of the oh, She's, I don't know. I don't know. But I, know. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, th- this is a Daewoo, uh, which is like actually probably the best thing about it. Um, but it's not a Daewoo, so... No, it's sold as a Chevy. Uh, this would be better in every so single many... way if it was okay. just a hatchback. So you know who owned yeah. this car? My parents... Rental uh, fleets? No, 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 no. One of yes. the parents that uh, dropped out of my school program once we required masks. And she was a math teacher. That a middle is school a, math teacher. exactly who owns this car. Yeah. It is a middle school math teacher. Who bought it from Enterprise. Who believes too much into... Believes too much... Too much into. Patchouli. This is I, I feel like this is probably owned by somebody who says that they're happy to be supporting an American made brand. <laughs> yep. That, that's that that's is who constantly owns... ripping into Toyota yeah. and BMW with and all these the, other foreign their, automakers yeah, that their... produce way more vehicles in the United States of America. Yeah, with their Daewoo that's <laughs> made in Korea. The only cool, <laughs> cool person I know who drove this car, she drove it because her grandpa owned the dealership. And it was a free car for her. Yeah, so you know how, like, Randy always, like, he is always test driving some terrible vehicle, usually. Sometimes he has something cool, but, like, usually it's something pretty horrible. The cool press cars are few and far between. Yeah. I, I remember when he had a press car for this. Oh, I was, really? like, trying to be supportive of it. And be like, is there a manual option? He goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Can you get four-wheel drive? He goes, no. I'm like, <laughs> And I was like. I was, like, talking to him, and, like, like you can kind of tell, like, Randy, like, when he's, like, trying to be excited about something, and he just can't. Feigning interest. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's trying very hard to find praise for this vehicle. Because, <laughs> like, good on Chevy, but, like, you can tell her it's, like, I, I know what he, he gave it, like, a honest review, 
But like just talking to him, like you can like hear his voice when he's like not thrilled to be in a vehicle. And this is one this segment like, of like micro crossovers. This the eco spoot, and I don't know. Speaking of such, what number two is the eco spoot? <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the Chevy Trax at thirty seven percent. The eco spoot is at a firm thirty, Ooh. which was barely edged out by the CHR. <laughs> Uh, I can honestly say that the Ford EcoSport is possibly one of the worst vehicles I've ever driven in my life. I, it, why? I, it's just a senseless thing. I turned off the trash control. So I had this when I first got the Fiat, and I was getting it uh, rust-proofed and getting some other like, cool things. I remember when yeah. you had one, yeah. And I tried very hard to like it. And I, I, I honestly am not sure. Like, If you put a Cobb Access Sport on it, Doesn't this usually, have a 1.6 NA? No, it's got turbo. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, but yeah, no, it's got it's got like basically a Fiesta ST engine in it, and hmm. it weighs like a thousand pounds more, and it also has like Fiesta ST power band, ah, in a truck, which is not. I was gonna what say it's want. probably a little heavier too. Yeah, it's not good. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember that you had this. Oh, I remember it. <laughs> we talked about yeah, it on the, the show. The only thing that was remotely okay about it was the heated seats that weren't even that great. The heated seats actually, I remember, sucked because they were too cold and they immediately got entirely too hot. And you turn them off and they'd go right back to cold. There's no like, so the the heated seats are on off switch. Like normally yeah. heated oh, seats, yeah, not nor- a multi stage. Yeah, so normally you have like three stages. So you put it out like super hot to heat up and you put it in the middle. Or if you have Mercedes, it just automatically kicks down every five exactly. minutes to yeah. one That's and then it stays so... there. Yeah, it's this one, no, it was either like burn your ass off hot or just didn't work. Um, and so, yeah, the uh, EcoSport was... EcoSport. Po- yeah. I even tried, like, it was like snowing. I'm like, all right, well, it's all-wheel drive and I can turn off the traction control. I can at least kick out the rear end. And I couldn't because the traction control, even though it was defeated... The rear end gets, like, maybe 20% torque. Well, this is one of those systems, like the, the Honda real-time all-wheel drive system, where the, the drive shaft is always spinning at a one-to-one speed for the output, and yeah. the rear differential has all the clutches in it. So it requires a significant amount of slip to get any power to the that, rear end. That's, that's what I mean, is, like, it, like you would have, like, I, I honestly think it's, like, an 80-20 split. Like, I would not be surprised oh, by yeah. that. Because it, it barely, like... Going from a stop sign and going, put it in like low gear and jamming the throttle as hard as I could with the pot with the traction control <laughs> off, I could barely get the rear end to kick out a little bit. Like, it all it did was just not understeer. That's the hmm. only thing it did. So, yeah, no, the Ego Sport, I would say because it's got a worse all wheel drive system, I'd put that below the CHR because at least the CHR, you. You just don't even have all-wheel drive. Like, you don't even have to worry about having a shitty all-wheel drive, all-wheel drive system because you just have a front-wheel drive-only crossover. I don't like how the tracks or the EcoSpoot look, but I prefer the look of the CHR to both of those as yes. well. And yes. it's much lower slung, so it's closer Actually, to a hatch. Actually, the CHR looks kind of cool with lowering springs. Yeah. And they make them. They make lowering springs for like, them. So why don't you just look up, like, Toyota CHR lowering springs. So Lowered. I don't understand people's yeah, obsession with like these smaller crossovers because it's, it's like the, oh man, all the pixels. Like, get a, this is from Speed Hunter, so I know that they've got like a like an eight thousand by well, like too 12, bad. This is what photo. we're getting. So there you go. Because like yeah, see it lowered. It's a it's a car. It, it looks good lowered. Like it's a again. Uh, CHR is actually coming. If you if I can get a CHR with a manual, I would like very seriously consider getting one and this is like it. a yaris that got stung by a bunch of bees yeah it is based it off a yaris bees. platform man yeah. 
So yeah, but it stung by yeah. a bunch of bees. Yes, it was stung by many bees. So many bees. But uh, yeah, so I'm just that uh, nobody likes the CHR. I've never seen anybody enjoy them, and <laughs> yeah, no, they're just they're objectively bad in every way. I mean, that came out of nowhere, but I agree. The yeah. first time I saw one, I'm like, why? Yeah. What is uh, the point of this? Well, I was working at Japanese nostalgia car when it was released, and I looked at the press release, and I'm like, why does this exist? I'm like, it, it doesn't cost any less than a RAV4. It was literally just a marketing ploy to get millennials to buy them. Talk and then about they're peak like, segmentation. And they're like, well, millennials don't really, they aren't concerned about all-wheel drive, so we just won't have an all-wheel drive option. And it's like, they designed it from the ground up like that. <laughs> It's just mind blowing. You that, know it costs them extra to do that. Yeah, too. I know. Like it's just mind blowing to me that I'm like, like, you designed this to be a truck, and then you just aren't gonna give it all wheel drive. Like I know that nobody needs it, but like that's the whole like selling point of the truck is that you quote unquote need all wheel drive for the quote unquote winter. Well, and like what's funny too is all these people marketing to millennials don't talk to them or use their social media. Yep. Because I was telling Ryan on the way here, everyone I see on TikTok wants a Honda Element or has a Honda Element. Or they have, like, some older car that is far smaller than any vehicle offered now because they're like, I don't want a big car. And then, you know, I said to Jen, I'm like, well, they're probably going to bring back the Element in 20 years from now when every single person wants an Element now. Yeah, but they're going to pull an Integra. Yeah, it's to say, it's to come 20 years too late. It's going to be, like, after the point of when any, anybody that wants one could ever, like, conceivably have one. Because everybody that asked for an Integra, like, 15 years ago, now they've got kids. They cannot have an Integra. And they're going to make it a sports utility coupe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, with the element, like, they're going to, it's going to be, like, everybody that needs one. It's going to be, like, after the apocalypse. I'm sorry, we all need technicals now. Like, we can't have an SUV. We need to have a pickup truck with a machine gun in the back. Like, that's literally the only possible vehicle for going to the grocery store at this point. So now I can't have my element for not yeah. buying them. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, right, enough about Honda that makes yes. bad decisions these days. Let's come back to Toyota, even though we just talked about how awful the CHR yes. was. I want to talk about something that we both really like. Yay. They're uplifting the Mark IV Supra you wrote here. They're, they're facelifting it, right? Uplifting the Mark V. Yeah, it is Mark V. Did I write Mark IV? You, you said Mark IV. I was very excited that they brought back the Mark IV, and then oh. now I'm a little let down. Uh, well, no, this was our this was our arbitrage car of the year. There we go. Oops. That's a MIV. Okay, there we Car- go. No. Oh, cool. Now I'm excited. <laughs> let, let the record show I had to change the verbiage in the notes before I got excited. I was I was a little let down because I was like, I'm like, cool. Like, they're bringing back the Mark IV Supra. Like, this is going to be great. Like, it's just I muscle love... memory at this yeah. point. We've just been typing Mark IV for so long. Yeah, now, anyway, the, now the, the Mark V exists. We don't like The Mark do V is getting a second facelift. So it got the, not, not outside, that's staying exactly the same, just like it did from A90 to A91. But the A92, I'm assuming they will call this is finally getting the six-speed manual transmission from the 340. Like they're probably not going to call it the 92. They're going to call it the 91 still. I, I'm going to call it the Mark V. Yeah, no, it's it still is. Mark V, yeah. Uh, it's, it's keeping the B58 high output engine still like 380 horsepower, um, but they've also confirmed that it will be getting a GRMN variant with cool. the M2 competition power, which very is the cool. S58 engine, very and cool. that is damn good. That's a very good BMW. That is a very good BMW, and it's going to be cheaper than the M2 was. Yep, and none of this is a Toyota. I don't care at all. No, no, I'm just saying. It's like, it's just, as a fact. It's like, it, it, I'm just imagining in Japan, like, if for some reason the Toyota Cavalier, like, got, like, successful, and everybody started crediting Toyota 
for how great the Cavalier is when they literally just stuck a badge on it, and it's just a it's a fine BMW. You know, Toyota was like, "Hey, we saw you canceled your only good car left. Do you have any more of those powertrains?" Like, yeah. oh yeah, we're still we're still no. This them. is a great BMW, and I'm I'm gonna give full credit to BMW on this because I've decided that like I'm not mad about the Mark V. I'm just not giving Toyota any credit for the Mark V BMW Supra because this is not a Toyota in any way. Like it's got like Toyota styling. Yeah, Kinda. I was about to say, it looks it's about like it. a Toyota. It has a Toyota maintenance schedule, which is which good. Which is better. Mm-hmm. Way better. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, this is, like, a great BMW. This is a perfect BMW. And this is, you yeah, know this is? This is going to appeal to people that can't buy an M2 anymore, more than the I people that say, have a Mark IV. This car is going to be great, because nobody's going to want to actually buy a BMW, mm-hmm. but this is going to be the BMW that people want. Yeah. Maybe, possibly, when Toyota, like, actually makes their own fucking cars again... Um, BMW will have a spinoff brand where they make cars not for accountants, but make cars for enthusiasts. Oh, and they could call it M. Yeah, and it could just be Ooh. its own brand. That'd be kind of cool. Wow. And they could just do stuff like this instead of have Toyota take the credit. Maybe this is the stepping stone. I, that's actually what I, this is like the whole Mark V Supra experience to me is not anything for Toyota. It's all good things for BMW. And I'm not mad about it because I like both of them. This is the people that work at BMW that are just as pissed off about it as they are. And And they're like, we gotta do something. But So they're just selling (laughs) as a Toyota, yeah. You you triggered a metaphor for me. It's like um, uh, Brendan Neary still calling his band Panic at the Disco, even though that there's no Panic at the Disco anymore. It's just the Brendan Neary Exactly. It's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, so this band that she really likes, Panic the Disco. I've heard of it. There's yeah. one member from it that's original to the band. His name's Brendan. He didn't Neary. even like found the band. Yeah. He just like forced himself to be the the it's lead like, man. It's like millennial deep purple. And then, <laughs> and then basically all the other band members left because he was not good for their mental health and triggering their substance abuse problems. And he goes, Look at me, I'm fantastic. And it's literally so I, like everybody that's like a pack of the disco fan, like his later work, they just call it the Brendan Neary experience. No, I call because, it the Brendan Neary well, experience. Well, no, it's not just you. I've heard that used independently. Really? From other pack of the disco fans, yeah. I think that's been kind of a pattern with a lot of music groups that have yeah, just like, so, not disbanded, but like just been fully supplanted one after another. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, Brendan Neary and like famously Deep Purple. It's like Deep Purple, you call Deep Purple Mark, like Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3. Mark Five, yeah. Mark, there is a Deep Purple Mark Five. That was nineteen mm. eighties Deep Purple. Oh um, but like the original Deep Purple was like it sounded like Jimi Hendrix, and it was like it, it was like psychedelic, mm-hmm. and then they went to like prog rock, and then they went to like heavy metal. Not 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 like not like eighties metal, but like Kiss, Van Halen, seventies heavy metal. Like that's what the term heavy metal means. Um, but then like. They eventually, like, went to this, like, weird, like, sort of, like, Rush-style, like, quasi-metal, quasi-prog rock, proto-prog metal sort of thing in the 80s. Like, that's how Deep Purple happened. And that's kind of how the Supras happened. It's, like, it went from, like, being, like, the Mark I Supra was just, like, a Luxo barge, like, malaise mobile. Then it was, like, you had Deep Purple Mark II through Mark IV, which were, like, really cool prog rock. And that was, like, the Supra that everybody likes. And then they have well, the like Mark Four is the one everyone likes. The well, Mark Two gets no love. The Mark Two has its own thing, but like also not that many people like Deep Purple Mark Three. Also doesn't have any fans. It does. They do, but they're like within like the Japanese like nerd car communities. They it's the, the Mark same people 2, that buy FCs. Mm-hmm. 
No, they're um, yeah, actually, it's very similar. But like, people do like them. That's just they're not. You have like this giant like, elephant in the room. That E36. Is, That's when, what those cars are. Yeah, yeah, and like people still enjoy them. But the thing is, you have have this giant elephant in the room, which is the Mark IV, which would be your E46 M3 like GT. What was the M3? The super CSL. CSL, yeah, like M3 CSL, Hell like. Yeah, but like that's like the most expensive one that you could possibly conceive. And like, I think they made like six GTRs, but that doesn't count. Yeah, so like the Mark IV is just like the one that like everybody goes, oh yeah, this is a cool Supra, but like most Supra fans can't afford that, so they get one of the cheaper ones. Well, that it's they the also generation like that the brand became noteworthy. In. Yes, exactly. And then people also go, oh yeah, the E30 and the E36 were still great as well, and that's the thing. It's like it's sibling syndrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, like, the Mark V is just, like, something completely different. And that's what Deep Purple Mark V was. That's what the Brendan Neary experience is. And, yeah, with the Mark V, like, it's a very cool BMW. And hopefully BMW would turn this into an M-Division thing. And I'm really happy they're putting a manual in it finally. Because I can finally admit that I like it. And you can get it in the four-cylinder, too. Which, don't buy the four-cylinder. That engine's still bad. It's but really bad. They have not confirmed that the GRMN version, which is still, like, kind of hush-hush, will get a six-speed. But I bet it will. Yeah, because that powertrain's already federalized. If they don't, we'll bully them. Yeah, we absolutely. Will well, bully I mean, them. they've already bullied them into putting a manual on it. So yeah, you're you welcome. The world, Carbitrage yeah. got this done for you. Um, so speaking of four-cylinder Supras, mm-hmm. which would be called a Celica. I agree. Um, I want to talk about front-wheel drive Celicas. <laughs> okay. Because nobody ever gives us the time of day. They said the GT4 was great, and they say that like, the original rear-wheel drive Celicas are great, but they never talk about the front-wheel drive ones. So like. The front-wheel drive cars are really, really, really good. I think John Harry's first car was a Celica GT. Like yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're really good cars. Well, you know, the problem was the MR2 existed at the same time. Yes, and also the Supra existed. Yes, that's and also true. the all-wheel drive Celica existed. <laughs> yeah, the, G- the Alltrack and the GT4 they had many, were many so good cars. much um, <laughs> But, like, honestly, the front-wheel drive Celicas, like the last generation Celica, like, I am a huge proponent of those cars. And I always say, like, they are every bit as good as an Integra. And if you're spending Integra money on Integra right now, you're doing a disservice to yourself because you should totally just buy, like, a final generation, like a ZZ, I think it's ZZW30? No, that's the MR2. That's uh, MR2. I don't know the chassis code for the 00 to 05 Celica. Yeah, but, like, the 2000 to 2005 Celica. And you can, that, you can, you can get, get ones those that really cheap. Yeah, and you can I get them, like, why. you know, the GTS with, like, the 2ZZ. Yeah. Yeah, the, with the 2ZZ, mm-hmm. and then you can get the TRD Tupperware kit on it. The, yeah, they called it the TRD Stage 1. It was the action <laughs> kit, is what it was called. Uh, the Stage 1 action <laughs> kit. But, like, you can actually Our make first those MR2 cars. Spider yeah, you, you can get those actually very, very, very cool. So, oh, well, we talked about the, sorry, quick brief yeah. digression. Last week when we talked about the Matrix, the oil pump gears were only 2ZZ. 1ZZ okay, 1ZZ didn't have that problem. That's good to know. Yep. Um, but they, yeah, they so, shattered under higher RPM. It's yes, also it fine on the Vibe and Matrix. It's only a problem on the Celica and the Elise because they're higher revving. That's so, very good to know. There we go. Well, good go. to know. Top Yay. tip. Um, also, I don't need to uh, haul around a GPR because... I had a mental breakdown, and I have not talked to my professor in two years. Doesn't matter. Still a good car. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, but the uh, Celicas, uh, they're, they're absolutely fantastic and very, very highly underrated. And yeah. a lot of people, I don't get why they don't get the love. Because, like, I, it's I, it's kind of like how like people used to talk shit about Hondas, like, 15 years ago. Where I'm like, every <laughs> single person I talk shit about Honda has never driven one. Yep. And I think every single person I talk shit about front-wheel drive Celica just hasn't driven one. I have not driven a front-wheel drive Celica. I highly recommend driving it. Like, next time you get a Turo, try and find one. Like, <laughs> that's a great Turo car, actually. <laughs> where it's like, it's not quite something you want to buy if yeah. you aren't sure about it. But, like, 
it's quite a, a good vehicle. And like, if you can get like it, just experience one for like a weekend and like actually like do some spirited driving with one, you're gonna really enjoy it because they are awesome cars. I've I say that because like just working in dealerships, I've almost bought them on three different occasions because they were they'd come in on trade and they, they need like struts or something. Mm-hmm. And so the dealership doesn't want to put four thousand dollars of struts into a car that they're gonna sell for five thousand dollars. Uh, that they just bought for five hundred dollars, so now it's it doesn't make sense for them. Woo. Yeah, exactly. So wholesale the car for like a thousand dollars. I'm like, ooh, that'd be a really good house. <laughs> really good car. But I don't yeah. know much about the '90s Celica powertrains. I assume they had a five SFE. Yes, it but did. like, yeah, must have been another engine option. There was a five SFE and a three SFE. Oh, really? A two liter version. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So he, yeah, it was basically just a Camry at that point. So we never got the three SGE. Um, here the Beams engine. No, but they go in. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's such a popular software. Beams, en- beams engine's just so cheap. Like, you just put it in. Like, it's... Plus, they call it Beams, which I like. Yeah. Which is actually an abbreviation, but I can't remember what it's an abbreviation for. Nah, it's all good. But, uh, yeah, Beams is all capitalized. Um, but, yeah, if, like, if you're ever, like, looking for just, like, a cheap, like, fun car, like, if you are looking for an Integra, I highly recommend get a Celica. They're so great. And there are a lot of unmolested ones, strangely. Yeah, because the Integra you existed. Convertibles. Yes, you can, except for the final generation. The final generation, which I is... forgot about the 90s one, yeah. Yeah, it, actually, convertible Celica is not a bad car. Uh, like, if you want, like, cheap convertible fun, like, that's a very good choice. And, <laughs> since they were so close to Camrys... There was a guy in town who actually had a V6 oh, Celica. It was a, it was a coupe, <clears throat> but it was hilarious because like it had like a blue door on it. It was a red car, <laughs> and like it just looked like a totally normal Celica. And he pops a hood, and it's like a three three like supercharged. And I'm just like, whoa, what? <laughs> it's like talk about an unbalanced car. Perfect. It was, it was a car that was like it was like right after I quit going out street racing, but apparently he'd go out. He he'd upset a lot of people with his V6 Celica. Like it's just hilarious. Um, a three three and a light car is spunky yeah but i mean so yeah you can actually have a lot of dumb fun with celicas and they're like they're free so it's just like there's no reason not to buy one so yeah don't buy an integra for no reason unless you're buying an integra type r there's no reason to buy a uh, gsr could you get a four-door celica at any point it was called a camry ah yes um (laughs) no actually fun fact the camry was originally a celica Sub trim level, huh? So you can get a hmm. you can get a Celica Supra, you can get a Celica Camry in the seventies. Interesting. And so the Celica Camry was rear wheel drive, four cylinder Celica everything, except it had uh, four doors and like four seats for your family, but had like sports car suspension. Okay, I was gonna say there must have been more it was than just the doors. very very underpowered, <laughs> but like. You could go like eighty miles an hour anywhere you wanted. It's a perfect car, really. Like it's very slow, and you will never lose traction. You can have all the fun in the world. It's like a, it would be like, kind of like a Mirage, but not not cheap. There is something kind of fun about a car that delivers power in a very kind of like diesel in a diesel way. Yeah, exactly. Where it's just like you you have enough power to like get around, but like you have so much more suspension that like you can have. You can not get into trouble with the police that have all the fun in the world. Yeah. Everywhere you go. Like, yeah. you just go full throttle on every single roundabout. And that's what you do with a Celica uh, Camry, which is was that amazing little thing. They made it for, like, two years until they split it off and made 
the Camry front-wheel drive made the uh, V10 Camry. Deep purple Mark V. Got it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway, moving uh, on. <laughs> I think we might have become Toyota shills for this week. But That's I, right. I have I'm another okay Toyota story. And we actually just <laughs> talked about the Corolla XSE a little bit earlier. Um, they're bringing us a higher-end trim, which is making me a little less angry about the fact we never got the GRMN here. Yes. Uh, the RS GRMN, I should say. That's what I want. I've known that this is a thing that's been coming, and I've been not paying attention to it because I just don't have faith that's going to exist. I hope it will, and you I, would know better about me than that. No, it, it, like, it's, it's too mm. good of a thing. Like, I just don't... Of course, I also didn't believe that the 10th generation Civic Type R was coming until I saw it in the flesh. So I will not believe that this is actually coming to America until I see it in the flesh. All right, that's fair. Because Look at how pretty. I know, it's great. It's perfect. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. It's the that's already the good XSE with a better engine from the GR Yaris in Europe. It's got yes. all-wheel drive. It's got... I say wide body look, but I do think it is actually a little bit wider. This is actually XSE that they're showing in the photo. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, they do. They there are some like little photos of it with a little bit of a wide body on it. Uh, right? The Yaris. That's the Yaris, yes. But yeah, for some reason they aren't showing. Yeah, there. You, I that's think, a, that's a XSE, XSE. Yeah, man, I think XSE is a good looking car. But um, so yeah, that's... they they do have a, a wide body on it, but it's cool. Like I don't get me wrong, I'm not discounting it. It's just that, like, I'm too excited for this, and I don't want to get let down. You don't want to get hurt again? Yeah. Like, exactly. It's exact. It's like the Brie Octaos. <laughs> like, I refuse, I refuse to put a deposit on one because I don't believe it's actually coming here. Like, I, I want it to come here more than anything. Well, it's the, just until I can physically touch it, it's not coming here. The like, car buying market being so insane right now, I think is a really good thing for stuff like this. It's good yeah. for the Mark V. It's good for this. It's good for the Bremach. It's good for an upcoming thing I'll talk about later in this episode. So I, I have more faith that this kind of stuff might get pushed through this year. And even if we only get it for a year or two, that's good yeah, enough for me. Yeah, because all the people going, people don't want this, are dying. Good. Yeah, because yeah, they haven't been vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, dumb. yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Actually. Because I'm not as a millennial, I can say all my friends and i want want that i want that every millennial wants that like even like the most not car person in the world i've ever met blake bodine he still drives a car person version of a not car person car yeah like he, he made a lot of money is. like when he came right out of college and he bought a nissan juke nismo which is like weird car such a weird thing but it's also, it, like, it just kind of goes against the whole millennials aren't willing to buy the best, like, the high-performance version. He literally bought a high-performance juke. Like, he bought the worst possible vehicle where it's like, why on earth would they make a high-performance version? He bought one. Like, millennials will buy a high-performance car. It, it, yeah. Like, if you, if you give it to us and we can afford it, we will buy it. And millennials are at a point where we can afford these things. This is one of those cars where it's like, if this showed up in six months at a dealer for like the pricing that I'm sure would be reasonable because it's a girl hatch still. I would have a really hard time not going back to a combustion daily driver for a while. Like yeah. It's, it's How many MCUs have you gone through? Three. Okay. How much, are, great now. how much are those per pop? I don't know. All the first ones were free and to recall, but this one was 1600 and something dollars. 1600. That is a That's whole Toyota Corolla down payment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a nineties Celica. <laughs> that's a whole down payment. I think you should get this. Well, it's that's the thing is like is I'm buying like internal combustion cars like for my dailies mm -hmm. right now, 
I'm very seriously going, I'm like, I'm not buying one that's kind of meh. I'm getting what I really want out of an internal combustion engine because it's like, this might be my last one. Like, I'm not going to get, you know, a Mazda non-turbo four-cylinder again. Right. I'm going to get, like, a Fiat turbo. Oh, I'm yeah. going to get, like, something Cast like this. Cast iron block and port injection. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm getting, like, <laughs> I'm getting things that I want in my life. And I want to, like, enjoy that the, like, the best that I can afford with an internal combustion engine before I move on. That's fair. So yeah, that's no. This is extremely appealing. So I hope that's actually coming. Yeah, that's very, very, very good. I'm a big fan of it, and it's just one of those things where I just didn't. I have not been. I don't want to have my heart broken, so I just and have I think not been saying anything. Most about it. Toyotas consume petrol. Toyota's very, very behind yeah, yeah. on electronics. Well, what Jan was saying, she was so. she was said what she said very slowly, but she said appropriately. I, yeah. She like they don't they aren't gas hogs. Yeah. Typically, They're yeah. reasonable cars. Even the Supra is a fairly reasonable car, given what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, modern vehicles have to abide by these standards, yeah. but yeah. So, and one of those things, like, like Toyota, like, you can, like, justify buying a Toyota. It's like, this, like even when Toyota made an like, unfuel-efficient vehicle, it still wasn't that bad. Like, it was a Land Cruiser. Like, it wasn't that Sienna bad. Like, my Sienna gets 21 MPG. That's very good, consistently. Yeah. For the size it is, yeah. Same as the Element got. Well, um... <laughs> I want to talk about, speaking of car sales, okay. uh, shockingly, an online marketplace sold a lot more cars last year than some random tent in the middle of the desert. What? Yeah, Bring a Trailer actually <laughs> uh, sold uh, $829 million in cars last year. How many hey, look, actual it's cars? It's the, the yeah, yeah. Renault. It, yes, it is. Renault 5 Turbo. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it was... Uh, that Renault stocks me so, during Monterey Car Week. This has been something I've known about. I just didn't want to talk about because like talking about like, work stuff on here is just like weird for me. Um, but this is kind of big news because Bring Trailer they are the um, biggest online or the, the biggest automobile auction like collector auction house right now, and it's because how many actual vehicles was it? Oh god, I can't remember. Um, but for the last six months, At we've had five. We've had five hundred auctions alive on the site consistently since like September. At a time, and before that is about four hundred. Okay. So like four to five hundred per week. So yeah. I'd have to do the math. Well, it was it was forty six thousand dollars is the average price of a car. Okay. So it'd be easy to do the math backward. Yeah. So just do the math backward from that. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's just really cool that you know branch owners like doing that well. But um, I think kind of the point of this is like a lot of these like auction houses. Uh, were like they spent a lot of time writing off Grand Trailer. Like, eighteen thousand. Yeah, eighteen thousand. So um, they spent a lot of time writing off Grand Trailer because they're like, well, it's not a physical thing. It's not a real thing. It's online. It's just eBay Motors. Like, no, it's not. Like, it, it is just as vetted. <laughs> okay, Boomer. Yeah, it's like it's just as actually more vetted than a lot of these other auction houses. Where like, for instance, like Grand Trailer does not use the word restore. Unless you have absolute like, like rock solid documentation of every single part of the car being like rip, like rebuilt or refurbished in some way, mm-hmm. whereas like, I see cars like Russell and Steel and like Arm Sotheby's where they say the car is restored and then it gets relisted at Brand Trailer and I'm looking at like a rusty undercarriage. I'm like, <laughs> that wasn't restored. Maybe it was restored in the '70s, but it wasn't restored in the last 20 years. Like, 
this is definitely refurbished. Like restored before you drove restored. it a decade in the winter. Yeah, like this is. I'm like I'm looking at this underside. I'm like these brakes are clearly from the 90s. Like this is, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what was restored here, but it's not this car. Um, <laughs> but like, and then the, you look and it's got like freaking Ford S. Escape seats in them. Another thing that's like totally bananas to me is um, the buyer fee is capped at $5,000 um, at Bring a Trailer. But at um, other online sites, like they don't cap it at all. So, like, we get these $45 million Ferraris. You're paying 10% of that <laughs> to the auction house, which is like ridiculous. Um, yeah, I was never offended by, even when I was placing bids on Z8s there, I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, it made me bid less for the car, but same thing with everyone else. But, and that's the thing is, every auction house is going to have to do that, because that's how the auction house makes, Correct. keeps the doors open. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just kind of cool. And also another thing is, like, you can still get a deal on Brand Trailer. Like, I know it's like, people are saying, like, oh, Brand Trailer is where you go to spend, like... You have to be looking for something non-mainstream, but yeah. Yeah, no, you, I mean, even mainstream cars. Like, I, there was a um, Civic Si. Uh, it was a, a EM1, so like the 99 Civic Si. I know it well. Had a Kraftworks supercharger on it. It was nice. lowered. It was in pretty decent condition. Had, like, 90,000 miles on it. it sold for $17,000. And it was, like, very nicely modified. And the reason it didn't sell for a ton of money from what it just, like, at a glance is it looks like the guy just, like, didn't want to upload underside photos. <laughs> and, like, that literally just, like... Probably 90,000 miles, too. BAT really rewards you if you're under 60,000 miles on a car. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, still, it's, like, it, there's just things, like, sometimes you'll see a, a buyer that just doesn't want to put in the work to represent their car very well, and you can get, like, a screaming deal mm-hmm. on it. And it's, like... Good for the seller, good for the buyer. Buyer got it's clear the buyer didn't want to like. It's not like it's like hidden knowledge. Right. Like we tell you, like we're like you really should provide some underside photos here, and like if you don't want to do it, it's your problem. Like mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like we told you to, and like sorry that your car sold for like Later, six thousand dollars less than you wanted, but like <laughs> we told you what to do. We've done fifty thousand listings. We know what works and doesn't. Nana and you, nana boo boo. Yeah, and you just didn't. So you clearly just wanted to get out of the car, and this guy clearly just got a great deal on the car. Everybody's happy. So it's just, I'm just really you know proud of BAT. It's just really awesome that um, they're they're doing as well as they are, and that um, I also just think it's just funny because there's a lot of hubris with those tent auctions, and it's really nice to see them. You know. It's a changing fail. of an era because, yeah, I mean, I grew up and Speed Vision was, yeah. like, always broadcasting these Meekum auctions and stuff yeah, like Meekum that. And oh, like that's yeah, we cool. used to watch them up at the cabin just, just for fun. Just it on. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but that, that's just not a thing anymore. Like, well, no. to your point, like, you don't have to ship your car across the country twice for a reserve auction and not sell it. Well, also, the other thing with those Meekum and Russell and Steel and everybody, if you look at what those cars sell for, yeah. because they just take the seller's word for everything, they don't sell as well. Because, like, when you look at a car on Brand Trailers, like, it's kind of known that Brand Trailers is kind of a, you know, we're not really a pain in the ass, but, like, we, we do have you jump through some hoops to verify stuff that, like, say... They vet Meekum the sellers not, pretty well. They yeah, do not Me- vet buyers at all. Yeah, no, it's true. That that's the thing. It's like we we can only do so much. But like, right. and and we're also like it's we're actively changing things. But like well, Meekum, on the other hand, like they don't like they but don't I mean, vet look, anything. Over the last like, four years, like the the you know how many, when you guys went to seven day yeah. listings and and just the amount of cars that are going on there, like the the fact that you've 
been able to scale that well is impressive, and even our, if there are definitely issues. I think our, our sell-through has gone higher as well. Because I think it was like 76% we started doing seven-day auctions, and now we're at 84% sell-through. Like, completed sales, no problem. Like, sure. cars in the other person's, like, titled in the other person's hand. They didn't like, blow it up during a drive. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's still an alarming figure with how many don't. But, yeah. it's But, it, but it's all things considered pretty good. Yeah. Like, if they're you're actively like, trying to fix it. Yeah. And like, we, are, we are actively getting better. Right. Um, I'm like, I have no suggestions on how to yeah, fix that. No, it's, a... <laughs> it, it's entirely having to vet people. Like, that's right. the thing. And it's like, we've been getting better at doing that. And, but, and then, like, the thing is, like, Whereas, like, Brainshare is actively trying to get better. Places like RM Sotheby's is like, we are RM Sotheby's. Oh, Look how great we cachet. are. Yeah, we are Me. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, smell my farts. a good farts. vintage. That's a good vintage fart. Smell my farts. Like, they're horrible. <laughs> like, you go to these other places, and it's like, like and what I really like uh, is, uh, like, Randy, the CEO, he's, he, he's, like, really, like, keep our heads down. Like, let's keep being better like wants to get better whereas like i said like i i really pick on russell and steel because i really they're like the worst <laughs> but like like they just like straight up aren't trying to get better they just get like more ridiculous cars and they're like here's a c3 corvette with like 20 inch wheels and like lamborghini urus brakes uh, like just like uh, awful yeah and so yeah no it's really really cool seeing like Bringing trailers hard work, like to actually be as good as they are, like yeah. pay off, and you know people will spend more money as long as you are slightly exceeding the trend, which they are. You're doing fine. Yeah, I mean, you also have to deal with the fact that, like, as we get bigger, like things like this, like we've like doubled our company size. Yeah, and it's like we're still trying to like it's still a struggle to like oh, i'm sure keep above like the flow because as we get more people <laughs> we get more people coming in and it's just like oh my god no like now everybody wants to be in here and, and then to the like you can't just go to the homepage anymore and just like browse there are too many cars you need to like you actually have to. be looking for something i have done that actually before where i've just browsed like on a saturday I morning last time i did that it's 500 like, listings i know like, <laughs> it's just too many <laughs> I, I do like that i still have them all, like every single one listed on the side like that's kind of cool yeah. like because like, the, there's a lot more scrolling than there used to yeah be. there's a lot of scrolling <laughs> but like you know it's also like you there's always um, like it used to be like when we're talking when I worked at, like, Good Karma, I was, like, scrolling through. It was, like, two or three cool cars that, like, read, I'd read over the listing the, store. The listing photo would be a little bit yeah. bigger in the sidebar when it Yeah, but well. maybe I'd be, like, um, there was, like, two or three cars that I'd, like, find that were, like, were particularly interesting. Now, yeah. like, if I scroll, like, from top to bottom, there's, like, 10, 15 cars. Oh, yeah. I was, like, oh, I'm this is like, cool. Oh, gosh. I get lots of <laughs> Facebook notifications. I send, her, like, I, I send her, like, curses and stuff. And, like, well, it's even, like, when I'm, like, just, like, like editing an article as I scroll down, like... I'll see everything that's closing in a day. I still get bring a trailer links all the time. Usually it's like E91s. And there have yeah. been a couple of really good transactions lately. In fact, I'll talk about one of them a little bit later. But I still look. And I'm yeah. just like, well, I'm mainly doing it just so I can uh, accurately put correct insurance values on my car for the next year. That's like, totally fair. That's a good resource for it for but, me. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they're also that's like. It's still a valuable resource for mm -hmm. that. I like how transparent my trailer is as well. Yeah, especially like, like the old listings. It's super yeah, nice. Yeah, like we, we'll have like people are like they demand they have their car taken down. And it's like no, it's not happening. Like it's that's... literally in the clause that we keep it up until we're done. Because it's such important information for other people. Like, yeah. When you're trying to get a really yeah. unique car insured, and then something happens to it, and you need to hold the insurance company, like it's, you know, it's also it's part of our transparency. 
Like, you don't want to, like... How would you How would you feel as a buyer? Knowing, like, oh, we're going to trailer somebody who wants their car taken down because it didn't sell well, because they didn't like the comments. Because, like, there were a bunch of comments saying, like, oh, yeah, this car was, like, like reported stolen in Mauritius. And it was, like, imported. Like, it's how fine. Would, no. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, no, like, knowing that, like, we don't do that is a good thing. Like, you know that that's, like... From somebody who's had that happen, like, yeah. after the S sold the first time, yeah. there was that one dude, like, now that it's closed, I'm just going to, like, lean into you for, like, not cleaning the engine bay in your pictures. I'm like... That's fine, yeah. Go to hell. But, like, it came back and it got relisted the next week, and the same dude was still in there shitting all over. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. It doesn't even matter at this point. Yeah, but, like, it's also, like, it's, <clears throat> we make a point to, like... Not we very rarely delete comments and stuff. Like mm-hmm. if it's somebody like saying like you're an I asshole, how many and, times like, it has to get flagged? It's probably a lot. Five. five. Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's five, and it gets reported to mods. And okay. then if it's something where it's like really egregious, where it's like the guy's actually like being like like being abusive, mm-hmm. then it's a problem. But if it's somebody that's just like raising like and like remember when Brandon Flash sold his car and like sure a do. bunch of people like found photos of the car being. Race after Brandon said yeah, never the comments race. that it was and never like race. Track photos. And it's like, yeah. but this was race. <clears throat> Things like that. That's why they don't delete comments. Or it's like, if somebody, if a seller is just misrepresenting their car, yeah. now it's there for Bring in a the morning forever. It does need a downvote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, need to be able to bury comments though. Yeah, I think I think a downvote button would be kind of cool. I, I would like that a lot, but um, I could also see how that could be problematic. Well, I mean, do do it the Reddit style where it doesn't get rid of it. Yeah, but it, it hides rid of it. it. Yeah, it so hides you have to it. click in and actually. Or like you have like a total count, like thumbs up count, and instead of saying thumbs down, it just does a minus one on the thumbs up count. Yeah, I would be fine with that too. Yeah, just like Reddit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think that'd be a good idea. Uh, and if even it, just to show it's unpopular. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I think that's I think that's a good point. I may actually bring that up to somebody. Yeah, because um, then like it doesn't even move the comment; it just mm-hmm. shows. Well, because the comments are all they're 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 uh, chronological. Chron- yeah. Chronological. So. So just being like, hey, a lot of people disagree with this. That would be really helpful. Yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be that would be a good thing to to actually add. Um, mm-hmm. I can see how it could be a problem, but it sounds like a good thing. As long as it doesn't fully get rid of it. Exactly. So let's move on. Yes, I borrowed. I think just in one day Speaking last of Scott, week. Actually. Yes. <laughs> found just a generic picture it looks just like that so i borrowed his rear wheel drive id4 pro i think that's what it's called i don't know um he and i talk pretty much every morning when he gets to work and we kind of compare our electric efficiency so yes. in my car it's watt hours per mile and his it's uh, miles per kilowatt hour so you're the nerdiest family they kind of have to do the math but literally like, the nerdiest family we I've were finding <laughs> although my commute is 10 and a half miles and his is like 25 that his efficiency was significantly worse, like 15 or 20% worse than it was in the Model S, which was strange. It seems like, like just like jamming on the throttle everywhere. and like, has we, like... Did it, we didn't know. So <laughs> like either it's him, his commute, or the car. So we decided to switch for a day. So I drove the ID4 and he drove the Model S. And I got almost exactly the efficiency he was reporting, and he got almost the efficiency I was reporting. So it's just bad. I like it's the just science experiment. But... When, in the second half of my day, in the ID4, it got above 30 degrees outside, the efficiency just normalized. It got completely normal. But below 30 degrees, the car was just like... Didn't Scott like get this because it has so a heat pump? Bad. It does not have a heat pump. He got the Nero because it had a heat pump, and oh. then that lemoned out. Yes, I'm so, sorry. Now it's in wow. Louisiana or Holy something. Holy heat pumps. Yeah. That's the, a big difference. But I'm like, I, I think this isn't even the heat pump thing, because my car does not have one either, and it's getting significantly better efficiency. What do you think it is? I think it's bad programming for the battery thermal management. Oh. Which is wild, because Germany isn't exactly a warm climate. And this car has had no over-the-air updates yet, 
and Ooh. across the board the charge timer doesn't work for anyone it still will not show you a battery percentage it will only show you miles remaining which is useless volkswagen's just rockstar games there is a lot of issues <laughs> volkswagen with the, is literally rockstar games the infotainment was really sluggish i couldn't make heads or tails but i didn't even try the radio because i couldn't figure out how to turn it on but, like, the heated yeah. steering wheel was really nice. Also, the steering was actually really good. It's not like we're, like, trying to run stuff in Linux here. Like, it, it, you're, you're, a total, no. you're a very techy sort of guy. Like, this is this not. Is something... You're not me panicking because you can't figure out the climate control. On this, the this, is a, this is a totally reasonable thing to be I use like... 20-year-old nav systems all the time. Yeah. The ID4 is unacceptably slow. That's awful. Um, That's so bad. If you're using CarPlay, I'm sure it doesn't matter at all. Because it just you plug it in, it just loads up. But, like, for me, I was clicking in, like, it doesn't remember your settings so if you turn on your heated seat and heated steering wheel you go down the road to get a gallon of washer fluid you get back in you have to then wait for it to boot up wait what click into the menu again turn them back on that's just dumb. like this is a bad vehicle it's it was the scott is like scott concerned about his deposit on the uh id buzz that he was, like, <laughs> i don't think so I, I would be concerned because i think I, most I of that could be solved by software but i think the hardware i don't, I don't know that i don't think so not no nope. This sounds like Volkswagen. I told you. I yep. I, I called this like yep. They'll find a way to one, screw it up. Like our first hundred episodes, we we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, defaults when, to lane nudging too. I hated. Oh, that. that's oh, awful. No. But like, when we had our first hundred episodes, yeah. and like Scott first put his deposit, <laughs> on ID bugs, yep. I said that's a bad idea. <laughs> I don't trust that. Volkswagen will find a way. To and make they will that find unreliable. a way to fuck that up. And you know what they did? I'm really vindicated right now but this i will say for my for my ego seats are very comfortable the steering is excellent the turning circle on the rear wheel drive id4 is awesome it's like 190e good Ooh, that's actually phenomenal but, but everyone buys the all-wheel drive one which sucks so and even then you're still dealing with id4 and also brandon flash has one so he's oh. gonna talk to you more which is bad but you don't want a Brandon Flash car, do you? No, but it's eligible for the full tax credit. It's actually very well screwed together. There's other the v- Well, yeah, Volkswagens are always very... There's never been a problem with how well screwed together a Volkswagen is. That's the thing. That's how Volkswagen gets used. You drive the car, and it's, it's fine until it breaks. Well, we'll see. It's I'm screwed sure together, but some... like, the things that they're screwing together <laughs> are like <laughs> shitty plastic. Oh, also, I thought the traction control was invasive in my car. It's like a... A Group B rally car with no stability aids compared to this thing. Oh my god! You can turn the wheel and plant the throttle, and it'll just like navigate the corner. Like it, there's no fun at all. Ooh. Volkswagen. Yay! All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm vindicated. I'm happy. Okay. Why? I'm gonna talk about a different <clears throat> brand that's good. Is and it Toyota? We, yeah, it's Toyota. How do you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's our whole episode. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so Toyota, they're. Uh, they have a, their heritage programmer. They have like the FJ40 and the Supra A86 2000 GT. Um, they are they added a ton of new parts to their heritage program parts selection uh, across like all the cars. So it used to be like for the Supra, you could just get like door handles and like wiper blades or something. Which <laughs> like not a lot. Um, but yeah, so. They added the A86, the A80, more of the A80 Supra, and the 2000 GT. A lot of things, uh, which is pretty great, actually. Um, but the FJ40, it's like the majority of the new parts that they put together uh, goes to the FJ40. I think that, they, and they said the thing is, that's not a surprise. I don't think that's a surprise because like they literally just discontinued it in like South America, like, 10 years ago or something. <laughs> like, Probably still running through new parts inventory. I actually, think. I found out that the one I really want is also the cheapest. 
they have uh F, they have a BJ40 that's in South America. <laughs> you said BJ. Yeah, in in Brazil it's sold as the Bandeirante. <laughs> and it has a um 3.7 liter four-cylinder non-turbo diesel from a Toyota Dyna uh cab over engine tow truck. Weird. Like the Toyota version of like an Isuzu NPR. <laughs> like it has engine from that. Seven NA four cylinder. Yeah, it makes like it, it's actually a perfect fix. It makes more power than the six cylinder did in this. It has like no limit of torque. Like it's got all of the torque you could ever ask for. Talk about a vehicle you can just leave floorboard it all the time. Yeah, no, it's got like I think it's got like 130 horsepower. No, not That's even really that. It, I think it's like 110 horsepower, but it's got like 290 pound feet of torque, like just like unreal amounts of torque. That sounds about right considering the displacement, I guess. Yeah, it's very very good. Um, but yeah, so the Bondurante is what I really want. Also, it says Bondurante on the side, which is in Portuguese, which is kind of cool, and I just like that. Isn't there a music show called Bondurant? That sounds uh, really familiar. Um, but also, so the, yeah, the A70 Supra, the uh, third-gen Supra, Thank you. Uh, is getting a lot of common wear parts, cables, suspension arm bushings, uh, catalytic converter, weirdly enough. Um, Are they getting stolen a lot, or people still driving them in California? No, people still drive them, but the thing is that catalytic converter also fits like this, uh, the Cressida and I think the Celica and like a bunch of other things. So gotcha. that makes sense that they bring the catalytic converter back. Is this for the uh, 7M or the 1J or both? Uh, that's the 7M. That was in the uh, A70 in America. They did have uh, JZ A70 in Japan, but we never got it. So the original 1JZ engine was like for like the last year of the uh, third gen Supra available in that car. Very cool. Super rare. Super like awesome. Um, and then, yeah, the A80 got front upper control arms, uh, lock cylinders, huh. uh, which sounds weird that they're like little things. Yeah, but, but like I've not... sold a lot of lock cylinder sets for your 30s over the years. So. Yeah, like the, these are like weird wear items that you can't get otherwise. Um and like they're like these weird things are like actually huge problems. So, like upper control arms and stuff. Like that's a problem because those weren't serviceable. Uh, what? Like you couldn't just replace the bushing and like some of the bushings. Oh, on them. okay, all right. Like so, like the ball joints were like part of the control arms. Sure. Just replacing the whole control arm. That's what I'm so, used to, I guess. Yeah. So now Toyota has like an actual Toyota brand upper control arm. So now you don't have to get the Moog part that also happens to fit like some car made in China. <laughs> it, it fits the Mitsuroki Oreshi and the Mark III Supra. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so the A86 gets some actually really cool things. Uh, it has a 4-3 final, uh, ratio final drive, like ring and pinion gear, which nice. is awesome. Because uh, that's the one you want, because that's like, if you think of like a car with 116 horsepower, I was gonna say yeah, a four three to one ratio final drive would rip in that car. As long as you have an overdrive top gear in your trans, yeah. it's a five speed, so okay, you're fine. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say and a four speed and a four thirty rear end is a suicide. But. Transmission input shaft, um, differential companion flanges, uh, and then also what's really cool about that is that will go in any car that uses a T50 transmission. So basically. Every good Toyota from the 70s and 80s uses those parts. So anything that they put on an A86 is a good thing because that will now fix all Toyotas. Um, and then so the 2000 GT is a weird one because like all of these parts are bespoke mm -hmm. to just that car, but they have 
clutch discs, clutch covers, transmission gears, and transmission shafts. So like a whole transmission rebuild you can do. Previously, you could not rebuild the transmissions oh. in 2000 GTs, and it has been like that since the 80s. It's been that long since you've been able to rebuild them. So if you had a 2000 GT that was grinding gears, you had a 2000 GT that was grinding gears and popping on a second. So it's good that you, <laughs> you were developing them. a Tremec T5 conversion kit for it. Yeah, like <laughs> you're done. Like you just own that. Like you have to find another 2000 GT donor car. Oh, this to... is like the 850. Yeah. Where if I had an issue with that transmission, it's like, well, you're yeah, you're like mega. Tur- That's the way that it is. Now. You're like mega turbo fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's really cool. That you can get that. Um, so you can actually make requests in America because I'm sure some of our listeners might be interested in some of these things. Um, you can make these parts requests via the Gazoo Racing website. Um, and then the time frame for when these things are going to happen is going to probably be late 2022 for the AA86. Considering um, current supply on literally everything. That yeah, ain't bad. exactly. <laughs> uh, May and June of the A7 for A70 parts. So they actually have a full list here. So it's, I'll also read everything because it's not a terribly long list. A86 gets transmission input shaft, differential gear, and companion flange. A70 Supras get uh, side turn signal lamps, catalytic converters, accelerator parking ca- and parking brake cables. A ventilation hose, a radiator inlet hose, a speedo drive gear. Yes! Sorry, that is actually something that's broken on my Cressida <laughs> that I'm going to buy. Because um, I was actually going to put How in... How is that not electronic in that car? It's not. Oh. No, it's not. It was it literally, like, it wasn't until the, like, 2000s. Oh, God. You have to remember, Honda used a distributor in, like, their cars until, like, 2001. I so. guess. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Just thinking about I'm Mercedes. so excited about that. I'm like, I'm really hyped up. Cause like literally my, I'm the speedometer's been broken the Cressida since I had it. <laughs> oh, Cause like when I first pulled the engine out, I forgot, just forgot that it could be a cable and I, yeah. it broke immediately. So now Cherry I can pickers, just get one. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, <laughs> turbocharger water, uh, hose for the water cooled turbos, <laughs> rear suspension, upper control arm bushings, power steering hoses, and lower lower rear control arm bushings. Uh, A6, the A80 Supra just got the locks and the upper control arms. 2000 GT got everything you need to rebuild a transmission plus brake hoses. Um, I mean, every oh my collector car that's over 20 years old, the owners are going to have an established list of stuff like this. Yes. <laughs> FJ40 gets, like, everything. Oil pump cover, <laughs> coil pump driven gear. Oil pump driven gear. Uh, oil pump drive gear. So there's two different oil pump drive gears. Well, I mean, Front oil exa- pumps yeah. are made up of two gears. That Full exhaust sense. system. Like, mm-hmm. all the exhaust pipes you can get from Toyota now. A combination lamp bra- uh, bracket, which are like the lamps that are on the corners of the fenders. They're okay. a turn signal driving light combination. Uh, license plate lights, like the actual lamp. Uh, turn signals, uh, control knobs from the interior, starters, starter brush holder, Starter rebuild kit is what you get along with the starter. <laughs> um, light control switch knobs. That's amazing because Toyota's light switches from that era are horrible. They're all broken. They're so shitty. Like, <laughs> well, hopefully they have a new supplier then. <laughs> well, no, it's probably just, it's just it, it was 1970s ABS plastic. So okay. like the actual metal tabs are still functional, but the plastic that holds them together like is just crumbling. So that's why they're so shitty. 
Um, it's just closet Bakelite. Backup light switch. Um, yeah, I wish it was Bakelite. That'd be great. But no, it's like clo- it was like closet <laughs> ABS plastic. It was worse than Bakelite. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Like, transfer output shafts uh, for the transfer case. Um, vein pumps, shift gear, shift levers, parking brake cables, accelerator cables, brake lines, which is amazing. Um, meter dropper for towing. Intake and exhaust valves, which is great because you couldn't get those previously for the early inline six. Weather stripping. That's huge. That is the That's that is the bane of classic cars. I know. I um, bought genuine BMW door seals for my 1600. The Subaru is actually why I put it down for a while. It was like why I quit working. I, was, I needed weather stripping. Like needed it because I was getting soaked. Whenever it rained, <laughs> um, yeah, it was that bad. Like that's how the carpet. I took the carpet out and left it out because it was that drippy. Um, it would never smell normally. Um, Our friend Jared um, cleaned the seats, and he was like, "I'm not even going to tell you what I found." Like it's like that bad. Like they Subarus leak, and Subarus do nothing to fix that. So I think my Subaru might just be the way it is forever. Um, front drive. Uh, dust covers, brake master cylinder, uh, disc brake cylinders. Ooh, that's cool. So caliper cylinders, um, rear wheel, wheel cylinders, and a steering relay rod. Wow. Yeah, every weird thing that can break in a car. This is great. I'm so happy about this. I am so effing happy about the Speedo drive gear. Like, you cannot possibly <laughs> imagine how excited I am for that. <laughs> like, that's like something that's going to make an immediate change in my life. Because I was like, like with the Cressa, like, I really like the Cressa exactly as it is. Like, I want to like upgrade it, but like not change it a lot. And so I was like trying to figure out a way to make the speedometer work, so I don't have to use my phone. And I was like going to go with a GPS speedometer. And I'm like, ah, shit. But then if I do that, then my odometer is not going to be true. Because like, even though it broke, I have not driven it once. Like since it broke. Mm-hmm. Like, I've driven around the block, which, whatever. I'm not going to tell people. True mileage unknown. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm going to not tell people about that. I want to try and keep mileage original. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I, I really would like to have the original speedometer in there. And so now I can. Yay! Hey. Anyway. Relevant story. Yes. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> Toyota's great. I have one last non-Toyota topic. This and is kind of toyota Back to... No, it's not. Well, I mean, they make the Supra. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So, Mr. Wag's slightly potatoey brother just sold on Bring a Trailer, I think, Yay. yesterday? or t- yes. Yeah, yesterday for $26,750. Oh, damn. 07, black. Uh, it does have a better interior color, but non-sport, unfortunately. It's a what, black what? on uh, saddle. Oh, yes. But that non-sport, right and it's an iDrive, and it has no premium package, and mm. it has no Xenons. So, Wait, is, what's, is iDrive the all-wheel drive? No, it's oh. the nav. That gives you the really shitty dash. Yeah, but middle. how much is it? How much? How much is that stuff worth? It sold for twenty six thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. I'd probably spend six thousand dollars on that color interior alone. I would if it was sports seats, but they're I cannot, not even sports seats. I either. cannot explain how terrible non sport BMW no, seats are. No, I know. Are. Yeah, the, it's... there's a pickup truck driving down the train tracks. Okay, oh, fine. Um, he was fixing... he was boogieing. <laughs> well, probably I would if I'm in a train tra- if I'm on train tracks with a pickup. But anyway, the people that are buying rear wheel drive six speed e chassis BMWs care a lot about nav. So the fact that somebody was willing to spend this much on one that has it bodes really well. Um, also, it's got the best color seats it does the dakota 
terracotta yeah. seats are, are great looking. It's weird seeing facelift E90 sport wheels on a pre-facelift car. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but, I mean, 67,000 miles. I mean, it is really low. Still has never had a water pump service, and there was just that's not much yikes. about oil seals or anything like that. But... I, but terracotta Dakota like weather. I I just got to keep not driving my car because now I'm terracotta Dakota weather. <laughs> That's it, right there, done. I, I've looked. That's why I want cinnamon seats for the LSB. <sighs> I'm looking. I'm very familiar with that. Yeah, <laughs> cinnamon on LSB is like. I love um, writing these at work just just because they have so many. Like the, honestly, they I think they had the best color interior like interior oh, color yeah. options. Because like, you can get the cool interior color options on E46, but nobody ever got them. This one, people actually got them. Yeah, a lot of them have. Like, especially the wagons have brown interior. Yeah, like, they've the got. The red is really nice. Yeah, like they have cool interiors. Whereas, like, the E46, I hate this guy's photo gallery. Oh, my God, I hate when people do that. That's all way too many photos. There's no, like you, have, you have to understand. You have to hand by hand move every single one of those into order because they uh, never are uploaded in order. The only How many other... photos are in this gallery? Let's uh, say the upper left. No, go full screen on it. It'll say in the upper upper left. Two thirty six. Yeah, I, I start getting annoyed after about photo one seventy. Scott yeah. sent me this link right when it was posted. I'm like, I don't care, it's all wheel drive. He's like, What do you mean? I'm like the link says two thousand seven BMW three twenty five XIT sports wagon, which is A they it's didn't very, do a three twenty five. Yeah, it's very difficult. So it it's based off of how the car's originally uploaded. Yeah, I, I figured that's what it was. Is it a selling dealer? Uh, Go to the first paragraph. Seller, 1600 Veloce. Yeah, one second. Read the last sentence of the first paragraph. I'll tell you right there. And a clean Maryland title. Uh, it will say the whole, the whole sentence. Uh, where is the last period? This E91 has 65,000 miles and is offered by the selling dealer. Yep, there, there we go. go. So selling dealer probably uploaded it saying it was uh, XI. And, and then, it, they also probably thought it was an 06 because they said it, it was a 325. It, it's, you can change them sometimes. I've tried doing it, and some it's I, it's a hit and miss thing. If I can actually, if I can change it, I try. But it'll be a hit and miss if you can change it because you have to count like which URL it's actually used and have everything be in order. It's just better to just leave it as it is and move forward. It, it's a big pain in the butt to change URLs. I gotcha. So uh, anyway, I, every time I see 91, cool. especially like that's an 07 and it's black. I like that's very fun. There's a and this is God to respect. There's one that just got posted. It's a last year, so 2012 mm, M that. Sport. Wow. White on. I think this has yeah. This has Sport Terra interior. That's the one you want. And How it has the that? silver cube trim, no nav, but it's been in two collisions. Mm. Very minor. The dude pulled I, the entire front end apart to take pictures of all the frame rails and everything. That's really cool. I hate the silver cube trim. I love that trim. Uh, nope. Nope, 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 nope. I mean, I've got hand-laid carbon fiber in mine, but like this... The carbon fiber is the one you want, yeah. You want the carbon fiber. Did they make a wood? I can't remember. I don't think they did. Oh, yeah. Almost yes. all of them are wood. I will take the wood. I would, I would like ter this car, terracotta with wood trim. Would be it. My favorite was the M3 only trim. They called it carbon leather. Yeah. Which was like a no, textured I, yeah. leather. I it's really like cool, that, yeah. too. But I couldn't... Man, that shit's expensive. It's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... I'm going to be watching this wagon this week. Maybe I'll let you guys know was next this, week. Um, were those manual um, sports seats or power sports? Uh, all those are power. Those are all power? Because you have to get premium package oh, for... Fuck. Yeah. I like manual sport. I, manual sports seats are the cool seats. You can get them, like... I like but it, the, the, the I like, spec has to be special order. I, I like them because you have the, the stupidest amount of like levers on the side of your seat, and they're they there's have like, no downside. There's too, like, like literally a half dozen levers on the side of your seat. To there's like there's to make, four levers yeah. on the bottom of a BMW Sport manual. Yeah, seat. exactly. There's almost a half dozen. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 
I was going to click on those photos, but yeah, those are definitely power seats. Uh, in order to get leather, you have to have power seats on these. So. That's frustrating. Like and that. the, the vinyl, unfortunately, doesn't wear well on these. So the URL says XI. That's correct. Yes. Um, so that's that car. I, I hope this one does really well, too, just because... I love six-speed wagons. It's interesting to see how many of these are out there and coming out of the woodwork. So. Yeah, that is really... Yeah, no, I'm, ha I'm happy to see how they exist. Buy all these they're, for your insurance company. Yeah, they're all kind of like just... What I did for Kurt. They're all just kind of <laughs> going to branch out because, like, that's it, it, similar to what we were talking about earlier. Yep. With, like, you know where you're going to sell it. Like, this is a bring-a-trailer car. Like, it you're is. weird, not quite an M3, but, like, enthusiast daily car. Yeah. Like elevated daily, like just just past daily level for like being an enthusiast car. Mm -hmm. That's that's the brand trailer bread and butter. Is like it's just it's the really cool enthusiast car, and that's exactly what this is. So there you go. That's your uh, top tip. If you want one of those, bam. Uh, it's Bid not going to be. It's not going to be cheap. You're yeah. going to need a lot of money. Yeah. You'll need a lot of money, but you'll enjoy it. It'll Yo, be money well spent. Money very well spent. Uh, 2012 also has no record of any water pumping done, so do that. Mm, yeah. Always just do that. Just assume you're need to do it. Yeah, seriously. It's At like, this point, in age alone, just do it. it it's like a too easy. Like, just do an oil pump. You, yeah. You're I, better off doing it ahead of time. I don't know if CircuitWorks still makes the gear set, but get CircuitWorks gears for it and you're good. Yeah, you're good to go. All right. All right well, we'll we will you see you next episode. Bye. Next week.